0: Before we get started today, I just want to let you know uh, a trigger warning for these chapters. There is some themes of sexual abuse. And while it doesn't ever go terribly in depth about what happens, I do want to just let the listeners know that it does come up. And if you're sensitive to those topics, please consider just skipping this episode for your own mental wellness. Let's get right into it.
1: Hello, welcome to the ADHD Book Club podcast, the only book club podcast that breaks books into bite-sized pieces for our easily distracted conveniences. My name is Cole. I do use whatever pronouns you prefer. I am not the train conductor of this shipwreck, as we discuss Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevins, chapters 4, 5, and 6 of part 2. Uh, and my New Year's resolution for 2024 is to lose 5 pounds of fat, and if I get it back in muscle, that's fine, and also be more consistent with streaming. Mood. Macha.
0: Hi, I'm Macha Mello. I'm the head librarian and the crane. The crane. <laughs> the the right. crane. The crane. The crane. Operator. <laughs> <laughs> the crane that's, how, <laughs> that's how we're starting. It. Matcha we is forklift certified.
2: Mm. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Nope. That? Nope. No, that's what okay. that is. That's about right. So me and me and Cole are switching it up a little bit this week because right. I feel like I've been having and a hard time talking about this book since I've read it, and I don't want to provide too many spoilers. I I'm changing it up a little bit. So I wrote the summaries this week with the help of SparkNotes and oh. ChatGPT. So thanks, Internet. Love that.
3: Congrats <laughs> Love on the promotion. Yeah. yeah, and likely
1: going wow. forward for this book, she will. Yep. Uh, unless be
0: unless the, it's a like absolute disaster. We'll see it's how it goes. Be. It won't be. I'll be fabulous because I always am. Anyway, Unless it's I a agree. funny
3: disaster. We will keep it if it's a funny disaster.
0: Exactly. 100%. <laughs> but I use she, her pronouns, and my New Year's resolution. Hmm.
1: You're spending it right now. Whatever you do, you have to decide. And we're going to come back in next December, and I'm going to see if you guys did it. I'm going yeah. to favorite this episode.
0: I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I want to get, I want to get back into streaming. That's my plan as of January, but that feels like a cop out. answer because Cole just said that. Yeah, Maybe i have work...
1: similar goals. No, it's almost like we are similar people, and we are good friends because of that. Yeah. Wild. No. It's almost like insane. we became friends because False. of streaming.
0: Wow, <laughs> insane. Honestly. Who could say? <laughs> Who could say? So probably that, and then just continuing working out. Austin's been helping me a lot with that lately. We did some boxing. I heard you guys and... boxing. Yeah, and I'm still ass at it. I haven't punched myself yet again. (laughs) That's good. That's a start.
1: We love progress. You're doing great.
0: Thanks, Austin. You were so frustrated (laughs) yesterday. He's just like, why are you being so (laughs) stubborn about your footwork? I'm like, that's not how I learned it. He's like, well, this is how you're learning it. I'm like, no. I don't know how you deal with me, so let's go to Austin.
4: Patience. (laughs) Hi, I'm Valerius Austin, he and pronouns. I'm the head researcher of this club book club uh my new year's resolution is to mm, see maybe podium in one race mm, one race it's this okay. year oh yeah tevin
3: oh gosh that's me i'm tevin aka beals aka Bezel on blue sky and <laughs> <laughs> wait we're not doing the social media thing. anyway he, him I pronouns. i it. just <laughs> work here and um honestly like i've always been the thing is, I've known I've always been bad at New Year's resolutions, so I never make them. If I yeah. had to make one right now, uh, I mean, I could just be sarcastic and be like, "To never be held accountable for anything." To <laughs> counter Cole's thing from earlier, hey, you can. Be, no, yes. I sprung this
1: on you guys. You can be as silly as you want. If you want to say <laughs> your New Year's resolution is to get like fucking rank one for some bullshit game, go for it.
0: I'm gonna be <laughs> Apex Pred.
4: Apex Pred, <laughs> <laughs> go with all so, those
0: ranks. I don't play. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I played rank the... yesterday and got beat four times in a row just Ooh. in the first 10 seconds of the game. Terrible. Mm-mm. I feel like you can't oh. hot drop in rank without like no. being super
1: confident in yourself.
3: I can't hot drop at all. I die.
1: Same. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh if I had to give a real news resolution, um, I I don't think I'm gonna give one with an actual like milestone, like you said, like oh, five pounds whatever. But I think consistency in general has to be something I need to be better about as a person. Um I Uh, you know, we talked about the streaming thing earlier. Um, I had a decent exercise routine uh, before I broke my hand and then I never got consistent about that again. Um, Even things like I've been trying to learn new things at my job so I can get like cool extra certifications So I could put Mm -hmm. stuff on resumes and be like, pay me money and uh, being consistent about that would be like, that's, that's the goal all the way around. It's just do good. I like it. Yep. Next up cosmic.
5: Hello, I am Cosmic. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I think I'm going to edit my role a little bit because every week, Scoop sends me a voice memo of myself saying something absolutely asinine on, str- on, the, on the podcast. So <laughs> apologies, everyone. Um, I now live in the basement. I, we don't even have a basement. I live underground, like burrowed under the library, right? And I mm-hmm. am just... Brewing chaos And like making a nice little chaos brew And I unleash it Every Thursday To the book club And then I go back into my hole
1: I think the most recent one he sent us was the one of those like quit quit those fancy words and just show me the titties like that
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) they forgot to add that to the server server. who let me
5: like interact with people i need to stay in my (laughs) underground burrow
3: we are so happy to have you
5: i'm so glad you let me out every thursday matcha opens my cage every thursday he's like come on come on i'm like (laughs) this is where friends are
3: more chaos Wait, what
5: you <laughs> uh, Primordial chaos, but I'm not that cool. Um, yeah, I think for myself, because I never stick with long-term goals and resolutions. So I'm going to start small. I'm going to say a couple things. Number one, in the month of January, I will do a stream. One stream. Whatever happens after that, we will see. Maybe we'll keep going. Maybe we won't. But we're going to do Just one. Um, Thank you. And uh, also, I would like to keep a little more of a consistent drawing schedule. So that means maybe a little sketch every day. Maybe taking, like, a drawing class online once a week. We'll see. We don't know what that looks like yet. But more consistency with my art and with learning and one stream.
0: And one stri- I love it. I love it. There I can never do the drawings every day. That just destroys me. I, I cannot do it
5: either. I don't know why I even said that because I know it's not realistic.
0: <laughs> because, because you see other people on the internet doing that and you're like, I, I should be able to do that. And then people you're like, like,
5: damn it, I can't. People are like, haha, warm-up sketch that I did on my lunch break and it's a fucking work of art. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
5: How, mm-hmm. Dare yeah. how
0: dare you? How dare you die? Like, I'll just go die now. <laughs>
1: I was looking for some artists recently uh, for like a D&D character thing. And there are so many artists who were just like, look at this fantastic artwork. Ten bucks, I guess. It's like you are yeah, undervaluing like,
3: dude, just doing. how like,
1: well you are doing with your art. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a, um, Which is
2: sad to me. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I had a piece of art that I did done for uh, one of my D&D characters. And the artist was undervaluing her work so much. I was just like, okay, I want you to make the exact same art, but put his hood up. I'm going to pay you for a full new character. <laughs>
5: Wow, you're a real one. She was like, it was so
3: undervalued though. And also the hood up was absolutely the right choice. Mm -hmm.
5: (laughs) That makes me so sad because it's like, as an artist, like you want to get work and you don't want to like, like, you know, sacrifice the price. But like so many people do because it's like, at least I'm getting work, you know? yeah,
0: Yeah. It's hard.
1: hard. There was one I saw.
0: So hard. That I
1: sent to Matcha that was like, confused Mm -hmm. me because like the way he did commissions wasn't like a, Fifty dollars for like a half body, seventy for like a full body. It was like mm-hmm. I charge fifty bucks an hour, and we'll just get a rough rough idea when you talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like interesting, but I don't know if I like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, I always
5: think it's hard as an artist to charge per mm-hmm. hour, but you know, yeah, it's
1: definitely it's, like be- like better for them for sure. But mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it helps protect them from revision monsters.
4: Yes, That's true. true. That's, that is the That's thing. True. Yeah. I just did a bunch of freelance stuff that was like that. I,
0: mm-hmm.
4: I was so afraid of charging what I thought it was worth. Mm-hmm. I like, agonized oh. over it. And then I just, then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take a chance with my price, put it out there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no cool. problem. Not a and then you're question. like, damn, it like, could
0: have paid, asked you for more. It, it mm-hmm. could have been
4: more, but I just,
0: yeah.
4: I don't know. I felt, I felt almost bad already. It's like, I mean, I don't know. It's a lot of work, though. It's a ton mm-hmm. of work.
0: Yeah. And you to get paid for your work. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, since I'm supposed to be this uh, forklift director,
4: I have a train operator.
0: Yeah, yes. whatever the fuck I am, I'm going to read the summaries and then we're going to go on a rant and then life will be good. So I'm not gonna look at you guys because you guys will make me laugh. So I'm just gonna look over here. That's what I, I do. <laughs> I, will I actively avoid you. <laughs> I'm just. I would turn off this monitor if I could, but I can't. So okay, we'll behave. I don't believe you. I won't. I know. All right. <laughs> like speak for yourself. <laughs> All right. So we started with chapter four. Chapter four kicks off in mid-August, where Sadie grapples with creating Ichigo's storm scene. Despite the looming school year, both Sadie and Sam avoid planning a work schedule with Marks for the upcoming semester. The hurdle lies in Sadie's inexperience with graphics engines, hindering the watercolor effect they desire. Upset by Sam's feedback on the engine, Sadie retreats to smoke marijuana from Marks' stash triggering disapproval from Sam. To overcome the graphics challenge, Sam suggests using Dov's engine, Ulysses, from the game The Dead Sea. Dov agrees to help becoming a producer and equity partner in Higo. Their collaboration takes a personal turn as Dov reveals his divorce and expresses missing Sadie, leading to their reconciliation. Marks, being the bestest of boys, disapproves of Dov. Dov's involvement prompts Sadie and Sam to take a semester off for full-time game development, leaving Marks as the sole one returning to school. Sadie, under the pretext of needing an extra room, decides to move back in with Dov. And the crowd goes boo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can hate that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. In the next chapter, Ichigo exceeded its planned completion time by three and a half months. Nevertheless, Sadie and Sam poured their utmost dedication into the game, enduring challenges such as Sadie's burst blood vessel in her eye and Sam passing out from malnutrition. Despite these obstacles, months of tireless effort in debugging, playtesting, and adjustments finally brought Ichigo to completion. Zoe, a former girlfriend of Mark's, joined the project as a composer for the game's score. The main character in Ichigo undergoes aging throughout the story, adding unique and intricate dimensions to the game's design. This transformative journey is mirrored in their character through the art, which proved to be a challenge in the game's development as well. After the game is finished, Sadie, while walking Sam home, inquired about whether he truly saw the magic eye last December. He pretends that he did see it once again, and while I think Sadie knows he's lying, she moves on. They arrive at Dob's house, and she goes inside. Shortly after, Sam is skipping, which, wh- why? Why would he? Please, Sam, be smarter. But he's, he's skipping, celebrating, and he ends up slipping and injuring himself on his walk home alone from Dob's apartment. In that moment, Sam reflected on his warm feelings for Sadie, his gratitude and fascination with life. Once he passes out, a significant time skip occurs. He's reflecting on Sam's mother, Anna. Anna or Anna? How are we saying that? Does it matter?
3: Either way. Either
0: way. audiobook said Anna for what it's worth. I don't know. I read the audiobook. Elsa. Elsa. (laughs) Okay, yep. So, Anna, who decided to move west in 1984 after a traumatic incident in New York witnessing another woman named Anna Lee fall and die, which profoundly influenced her decision to settle in Los Angeles, a city with fewer skyscrapers for the well-being of her and her son. And finally, in Chapter 6, it's 1996, Sadie arrived at Marks' apartment to find both Marks and Sam gone. When Marx finally returns, he reports not seeing Sam either, leading to worries about his location. As Sam has no means of communication, and his last digital footprint was his email activity that morning. They brainstorm to figure out where Sam might be, but no solutions present themselves. Marks eventually starts playing Ichigo, a child of the sea, while Sadie decides to look for Sam at their usual hangout spots. Despite checking everywhere they typically went, from bookstores to restaurants, Sadie cannot find him. The idea that Sam might be dead or in danger crosses her mind, causing distress as she considers the deep bond they share. Returning to the apartment with no look, Sadie worries something terrible might have happened. Mark reassures her, sharing his experience as Sam's longtime roommate and citing previous incidents where Sam would keep his woe's secrets. Sam calls the apartment while Sadie is sleeping and reveals that he broke his ankle, resulting in an emergency surgery and hospital stay. Sadie finds comfort in his call, expressing her relief and threatening to kill him if he pulls a stunt like this again. When Sadie and Marks visit Sam in the hospital, they celebrate wrapping up the development of their game each to go. Despite his injuries, they continue to refine the game, aiming to present it to Dov for potential publishing. Sadie's encounter with Dov takes a dark turn as he makes her strip and handcuffs her to a bed saying he doesn't want her to leave until he finishes playing Ichigo. Despite her discomfort and disorientation, Sadie stays until Dov finishes playing the game. Dov's reaction to Ichigo is overwhelmingly positive. He plans to talk to Sam and Marks and express his excitement about the possible financial success of the game. And that's it. That is chapters four through six and the end of part two.
2: All right. You're great. Yeah.
0: Thanks.
1: Yes. Yeah. Very good.
0: I felt like I repeated myself a couple of times, but
3: um, eh. it's, it's fine. Incredible first run,
1: so Incredible you did, run in I did for when we started doing this, what Emperor Soul ish time frame, yeah. So,
3: you're growing, f-
0: growing pains into it, you know. It's
1: fine, you, you get used to it,
0: yeah. So, how I want to start this episode, rather than all the stuff that we've already done to start this episode, is I want a 10 minute segment where we can all get our hatred for Dov off our chest, or Fuck else that Dov! will be that will be the whole episode <laughs> if we don't do it right now. <laughs> Fuck Dov. Fuck Dov.
2: Mm-hmm. So God.
0: any any complaints you have with Dov, they need to be aired now. We have a 10-minute timer going. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I love it.
1: I read this book today while I was working, uh, like, just in my free time between jobs. And every time I came across Dov speaking or something – any time I came across Dov being creepy, which was basically anytime Dov spoke, I sent a screencap of it highlighted to match, to be like, what the yep. fuck is this piece of shit doing? Why is he in this book? I hate him so much.
3: Four of the quotes that I had for today were single word quotes usually. And it's, it's all just like, I, I highlighted the word my on, oh, how can I deny my Sadie mm-hmm. when she comes to my need? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm always here for you. And it's all like, you know, possessive and like, yeah. you only need me. And, and then I stopped taking quotes entirely on chapter six because I didn't want to. Understandable. I I think everyone can agree with that. Uh, uh, (laughs) Fuck this fuck. Um,
5: Yeah. (laughs) Next. Yeah. I just felt like my entire soul just like knelt into like a disgusting smelling goo when they were like, they were like, we should use his game engine i was like no 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 you shouldn't and then like yeah. when they started describing dov as sadie's boyfriend i was like oh god here we fucking go again shout out to marks shout out shout to Marx. yeah <laughs> he hated him from the get-go and i was like so true bestie mm-hmm. so true you get marks it the only you're one of us
0: <laughs> marks I'm... is the only one who sees it
1: <laughs> i kind of like understand why she didn't but i'm very confused why sadie didn't be like just tell sam like no i don't want to use that engine because i have bad history with him
0: i don't think she felt that way really i i think sadie i think sadie knows that her skills are not up to the standards that need they need them to be to make ichigo the game they want it to be and his engine is the way to do that without being able to invest a massive amount of time into it which they don't have. I mean, they already exceeded their timeline significantly. They needed that, and unfortunately, Dov is the way to get it.
4: And and there's the money aspect too. The only way you're going to get that one is develop it yourself, or especially mm-hmm. at that time period, pay for it. They don't have the money for that. To mm-hmm. get there I mean, are no marks, maybe,
0: but like, maybe. So but
4: these are it entire seems like game marks has functionally infinite money. So mm-hmm. entire game mentioned. I mean, this is the '90s. I mean, if we're talking. 2008 eight, nine, ten. unity was a thing there are open source mm-hmm. engines out there this time yeah. in 1996 i don't know i don't know if there's anything like that it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it at least not that it would perform to the way that they needed it to perform for that game it seems mm-hmm. like ulysses was the engine for them like they they saw that engine they're like this is going to work perfectly
3: yeah mm-hmm. i also want to like i also think that there's and i could be stretching here some kind of like even closure on that for her in a sense and the way the way i mean that is that even on the chapters where like or Dov was not present or anything she would still bring up like it's crazy to me how much i still thought about his approval mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that and like there was there was that small hope that i knew was i knew it was a bad hope i knew it was going to happen that he would go there that she would go to him and he would go, "Wow, you you want to use my engine? That's because you're trash. Your game is trash." And then she goes, "Cool, I hate this guy," at least. Yeah, we and leaves. We, yeah, we knew it wasn't gonna happen. Of
0: <laughs> no, it's it's his Sadie. Don't you know he's gonna do yeah. anything to protect right. his Sadie? Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's so scummy and bad and gross and icky. Like God, he is, and then,
0: yeah, thirty
1: ahead. something <laughs> here, and mm-hmm. she's twenty at best.
0: Mm-hmm. There's definitely a like really gross power play in their in their relationship. Oh like, yeah. Started the S and M stuff, yeah. Like yeah. it's it's definitely uncomfortable. And so Austin just posted something in the chat.
4: Marx referenced him to... as this person, so I had to look him up as the head researcher. I oh, had to do it.
0: Interesting.
4: That's well, how about Chris he's described. They, he his appearance is not described very much, but they reference this person specifically. I don't know what I think he's like a musician of some sort.
5: Oh, Chris Cornell, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And then followed by Sam saying, I think he looks like a satyr, which I think which is a disservice to Satyrs.
0: Yeah, I know. I was like, I feel a little bit offended to Satyrs, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> um but yeah, there's just like a lot of really uncomfortable moments with yeah. Marks. I mean, there's so many quotes. I know one Cole sent me stood out because I remember feeling really uncomfortable by this one. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, there are
1: 80 messages today have me sending you I know.
0: <laughs> Do you need me, your former professor, to order you? Maybe, she said. And I'm like, Yuck. Please <clears throat> yeah. Please. Don't. No. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, mm. if that was entirely like in a private setting, and that was like the dynamic they had, that's fine. But the fact that they're doing that—they were doing that like in public at Marx's apartment while like Marx and Sam were still there—it was like just no.
0: Please, oh, please, please keep it private. Like I maybe mean,
1: like
5: mm-hmm. territorial, gross thing for like mm-hmm. a man to say.
3: And then even in private, she was like, "I don't want to do this." And <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. everything. I, I,
0: Okay, we. I'm not going to bring up my point unless we're done. We still have four minutes of this Dov rant, if you want it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm impressed with him. Um,
1: no, it's, he's, he's gross and icky, and we all hate him, and okay. uh, we all hope he dies.
4: Okay. I, well, so, I, okay, do you want to say one word that yep. no one said yet? He is abusive. Yes. Extremely, downright abusive. yeah
5: that like goes like without on top saying. of
4: all the scumbagginess and Manipulative. All, every, every, everything we've mm-hmm. said every single adjective we've used up to this point he's also abusive which I think mm-hmm. just takes the cake that's mm-hmm. the, the worst part about him is he, that the way that he abuses Sadie who mm-hmm. doesn't deserve it yeah. it's so sad
1: and it's it's terrible yeah there's a quote I saw much today of like Sadie like being like despite everything I still wanted his approval and it's like yeah it's because you're a victim of abuse girl
5: right yeah. Like, yeah weird codependent sort of thing like it, it's so groomy mm-hmm. and gross and he mm-hmm. knows exactly what he's doing he oh knows yeah. exactly what he's I doing which is the worst part
2: mm-hmm.
3: from the very first like interaction that was even kind of like that he was like oh i hate that this is happening because i definitely mm-hmm. want to ask you out like mm-hmm. and i was like mm, do you hate it that you know whatever but yeah yeah, yeah you hated I don't know if they actually have told his last name up until now, but um, I might have missed it before, but it's Mizra, and I love that that's the first ins- things of uh, uh, Miserable. If you, yes. if you, uh, <laughs> I just want to go with that. I want him to be miserable.
0: Mm-hmm. I know Austin brought this up. He mentioned it to me, what Dob's name means bear in Hebrew, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. That up
1: last week, I think, too.
0: Okay, I don't know if he actually said it or not, but no, I, I, I remember it. we talked about it a little bit, and I thought that was just kind of interesting, not super relevant. But
1: it,
4: it's not a super uncommon name mm-hmm. in Israel. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fairly common Hebrew name. I, I don't really see. I mean, you could make the argument that he's kind of bear-like, but I don't. I don't know if I really see that. It just it mm-hmm. seems kind of just like it's a Hebrew name. It's kind of common, and it's just a name. I don't know. I was yeah. trying to find a reason, but I just couldn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Also, he named his son Telemachus.
4: Yes, I noticed that too. <laughs>
0: yeah. I yeah. didn't notice that. The Odyssey somehow. was referenced earlier in this one. Yeah, oh, it Telly. Was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Telly.
1: Well,
0: and yeah. I mean, his engine is called Ulysses. So, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of references to
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Like, we get it. You read. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> calm down. You're an intellectual. <laughs> okay, before we get to quotes, I have two questions that I want to ask one one is do we think sadie actually cares for dov or is she using him
3: or i, both? I think cole hit it spot on victim of abuse there mm-hmm. is a reliance i don't know if care is actually something that goes into that immediately mm-hmm. but that's that's where i'm at with her and him right now
1: because mm-hmm. like She says that she loves him, but then even like later on the uh, chapter six or so, she talks about how like her friendship, quote unquote, friendship with Sam feels deeper than anything else that she has experienced. Mm So Mm -hmm. does she really actually care about Dove or does she just think that that's what love is?
2: Mm. I think the
5: second one it's like you know this is what she's known in this relationship with dov like this is just the dynamic that's been set Mm. and like this is the only way that like she has known like to love this person and it's terrible Mm. and like somehow he has gotten into her mind that like his approval is the most important and that his approval is like so difficult to get that when she does get it she's like oh this must be love kind of thing Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking like in like in the mind of like you know in like an emotionally abusive relationship it's like Mm -hmm. you know you keep them there but you keep them like kind of you know like dangling the carrot in a way yeah and it's like you get your reward and that's love
0: Mm -hmm. begging for attention basically and like the Mm -hmm.
5: manipulator the abuser like purposefully withholding it because he knows like that's the power that he has. So I think Sadie's just like confused, you know?
0: And I mean, I think part of the thing too is like she she does need him for her game. And mm-hmm. when I think about Sadie, I think about Sadie as like her passion is this, right? She will do anything to make this game work.
4: She won't eat? She won't sleep?
0: Yeah. No. Um... Okay, I forgot my second question, so I only had one question. So what, what quotes do you guys have this week?
1: Uh, I have a few. Uh, they're all kind of Sam-centric, but, you That's know. That's okay. That's okay. That way. Uh, this is when, like, Sadie was, like, first being frustrated with the game, and she goes to smoke a joint in Marx's room. And Sam's like, no, thanks, I'm good. And he opened the window and goes, at 22, Sam was a complete teetotaler. He never drank, didn't even talk, take aspirin. The only drugs he'd ever taken were whatever painkillers he'd been given at the hospital, and he hadn't liked the way they'd clouded his ability to think. Well, the body part that worked consistently well for Sam was his brain, and he was not going to compromise it. Because of his experience, Sam often suffered through pain that probably should have and could have been somewhat. And then it's a fancy fucking word for alleviated.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like it's like Yeah, it's I have to look that
2: one up. <laughs>
1: uh And like, that's uh that is like that kind of thing, of like, yeah, the only thing that like works good for me is my brain is something that I have actively said multiple times throughout my life, and uh i I don't like how much I relate to Sam sometimes
3: <laughs> if it helps, I was also the same kind of way it's I don't think I've ever I'm dumb as hell, <laughs> I know it, but um there there is the sense of uh control like you mentions, and mm-hmm. um, I was also actually very much like that that i I did uh. I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, I might have a little bit more fun now. COVID might have pushed me on a couple of things, but anyway.
5: Oh, yeah. I'm not here to
3: incriminate <laughs> myself. Anyway. <laughs> no one
1: knows that you live in undisclosed location. You're fine. Right?
5: In, redacted. in Redacted. Redacted. Redacted USA.
1: <laughs> redacted anywhere.
2: Yeah. Redacted. But redacted
1: the, control also thing is,
3: the control thing is so real, though. Like, yeah. I, I kind of hate just, like, you know, especially, like, when you're super, super drunk and, like, you are not yourself anymore. I hate that feeling.
0: I don't like that either.
1: I There are times where it's, like, I enjoy being, like, buzzed when it comes to mm-hmm. drunk. and like yeah. sure, I feel, like, a lot more loose. But then there are some the times, like, or I get, like, past that and, like, I'm actually drunk. I'm like, I hate that the next day. I've had fun in the moment, but, like, the next day, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I do that? Yeah. Mood.
5: I get that. There's definitely a threshold and sometimes it is a fine line.
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't know until Christmas.
1: Sometimes, so sometimes, and sometimes you work retail, and it's the middle of Christmas, and you want to forget that entire week existed. So you just start taking entire drinks of vodka, <laughs> like so it's true. Water. <laughs> Been there. Been there. <laughs> I mean, uh, I do- hi mom, I'm a good boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hi mom, hi boss,
3: mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's never happened to me ever. I don't <laughs> know anymore, it's fine.
3: No <laughs> the They say hello to you by name, and you're like, "Yeah, shit, <laughs> <Ooh>. no,
2: fuck." <laughs> see, this is
3: I up that day. <laughs>
1: uh, but you ever seen that there's like a drink called like vodka that's vodka and tequila mixed? That oh sounds god, like an awful
0: mm. idea, like the worst oh. idea you could possibly have. Well,
4: it's, I mean, the idea of it isn't that bad. Vodka is mostly tasteless, so the tequila flavor would take over, wouldn't it? Like, it, it's, yeah, just, it's, just, it's, it's a drink. Why
5: forget? would you mix them? There's uh, no because you
1: don't, don't want, because you don't want to remember that week or month I or year. UV is eye, yeah. I mean, that's, I,
4: that's I feel it.
3: Like, I feel like there's a joke with my parents' favorite drinks right now going. <laughs> 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 it's
4: cooking. It's cooking. <laughs> it's funny.
1: Uh, the other quote I... I want to talk about. Unless someone else has one they want to talk,
4: talk first. Uh, I, I wanted to follow up on that one on, the, on your oh, sure. quote because yeah, I had a uh, another perspective on it. me um, get I, I can pull up. I'll just read what I wrote uh, so, I, so I don't summarize what I wrote. Uh, so I said this was such an interesting take on pain. And I've never dealt with long lasting chronic pain before. But I do know what pain so intense that I actually was about to die feels like I have suffered pain that feels like nothing will take it away. No amount of painkillers will truly ameliorate it. Uh, it's just interesting hearing someone else's take on not only pain, not just in this part but others, but the mental aspect of pain as well. It's mm-hmm. the aspect that makes you feel like nothing about you is working as it should, and it starts to feel hopeless. In his case, abstaining from painkillers in order to retain the one thing he knows works is not something I have the fortitude for, but it's something that I totally understand and respect about Sam.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. like you totally understand where he's coming from with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's he he's a very uh stubborn character. Yes. For better or better.
5: worse, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think Aries on the it day. him,
0: yeah. In some better ways. And for better or worse. And worse. And worse yeah. <laughs> like skipping when you have a messed up boy why, why when it's spin? icy. Come on, Sam. It's the middle of
1: winter in New in wherever they're fucked. What Michigan, Manhattan,
0: Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Massachusetts
1: right? wherever. It's the middle of winter. It's snowy. Why? You have a shitty foot. Why are you skipping, you idiot?
0: Okay. But, like, I'm happy. but so, like, can I like,
5: share no a happy.
2: quote? <laughs> yeah. Sure, please, please share it's
1: a
5: quote. kind of long. So, it's like, okay. yes, Sam, very much why. But like, when this is from like when he's like in the hospital and he's like reflecting on like I think I this, this quote little too. thing. Yeah. Go, go. I'm just going to read the whole fucking thing. I'll go fast. He was tired of his body of his unreliable foot which couldn't even handle the slightest expression of joy Meh. he was tired of having to move so carefully of having to be so careful he wanted to be able to skip for god's sake he wanted to be ichigo he wanted to surf and ski and parasail and fly and scale mountains and buildings he wanted to die a million deaths like ichigo and no matter what damage was inflicted on his body during that day he'd wake up tomorrow new and whole he wanted ichigo ichigo's life a lifetime of endless immaculate tomorrows free of mistakes and the evidence of having lived.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I love that yeah. quote too. Hey, I album. need, no. a, yeah. I'm going to reach outside of the book for a second. I need this guy to have the Victor running scene from Arcane. I need it oh. so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I this is in the book, but like.
5: Oh, and it's, uh, that's such, like, a good, like, quote about, like, mm. you know, like, disability as well. It's, like, yeah. you know, you don't want it to define your life. You don't want it to be, like, you know, the only thing that people see about you. And you're constantly reminded of it when you can't do something that normal people or normal, quote, unquote, that, like, able-bodied people can do. And it's just, like, it's, it's big. It like, is, I can't yeah. fucking skip with joy because of my fucking foot. Like, it's yeah. not... Can't
0: celebrate how he wants to celebrate this monumental thing him and his yeah. best friend just do- did, you know? Right, right.
1: This might be a stupid question, but this isn't a re- like a real game, right?
0: I wondered that, too, when I was reading it. As far as I, I know, it's not. It. <laughs> I know. That was my... Yeah, that I was, just was
1: my... thinking about, like, this is 1990s technology. And they're talking about, like, all these like insane graphics. Like, what PCs or consoles really had any good graphics in the 90s?
5: Maybe it was and good in like, the
1: '90s. Maybe, but like they're talking about like having the, like the wet rain feel wet. Like I can't mm. think of a single game that had good rain in that time. Well, Granted, we're also I'm comparing or, it to modern younger,
0: graphics, right? Like, yeah, uh, of course of it's going to look it's going to look like shit in our in our eyes at this point. But I mean, there was a point in life where Final Fantasy VII, the original, looked good.
1: No, but the, the problem with that those like they, they <laughs> had those pre-rendered cutscenes that were not intensive like for mm-hmm. memory. So like they weren't like the actual gameplay. And even yeah. Sadie mentioned that I like, actually hated the when like concept art doesn't match like the gameplay. Oh, like, I was
0: talking about the actual gameplay of that looking. But even there, still. like
1: you have these like, cutscenes that look mm-hmm. that aren't even like they don't like you have the big chonky triangle muscle cloud, and then suddenly it cuts to a movie where he's much skinnier, much more like realistic looking. It's like mm-hmm. that that always caught me as jarring when I was playing yeah. as a kid.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I think we're we're looking at it from a very modern perspective of what games look like and how things feel. And it, it was just different then, right? Maybe a better example would have been like, the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like,
2: true. That okay, yeah. was
0: monumental when it came out. That was one yeah. of the most beautiful games. And now, like, looking look at, at it, it now?
3: it's like, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I do like that you brought up Final Fantasy VII earlier, though, because I have been actively playing it recently for the first time. <laughs> I know. Also, uh, not to constantly nickpick
1: Gabriel Zevon not knowing how games work.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> This is my but favorite she, genre of comment.
1: Let's go. She mentioned that the back like, when she was doing the flashback of like when they moved back west to San Diego that Sam was playing Pac Man and he was talking to his mom about playing Pac Man. He said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you eat the fruit and that lets you kill the ghosts." And that's not how Pac Man works. Mm-hmm. You know, the fruits don't give you the power to kill the ghosts. The big the power, power pellets, pellets the power to kill kill the ghosts. The fruit are just extra points. Yeah. And like, I was oh, willing probably. to overlook the Mario Bro Goomba stomping ground pounding bullshit because like. That's at least something that happens later, so it's okay they have the extra memory. That has never been a way you power up on Pac mm. Man. So it's such a fundamental part of the game. Come on, it is yeah, you know, like I'm not normally one to be like, hey, you should only like make books about the topics you know about. But like, hey, if you're making a book about video games, at least maybe do fact the bare check minimum. a little bit about your video yeah. games.
3: Mm. Turns out video game players are obsessive and uh, <laughs> and that uh, we have some
0: problems, and it's fine. <laughs> yep. I know that she had some notes. This is just like a a really minor thing in the very back of the book in the acknowledgement section where she has like notes and acknowledgements. She does talk about how sometimes she'll like move around when games are released to fit the narrative better. So I think mm. sometimes she does that. But the Pac-Man thing there. is just but, weird. Yeah, That's just a weird. Well, it's something that so many people know. Mm. Like, if you're not a quote unquote
5: gamer, like you've played Pac-Man in yeah, a fucking you... arcade when you were like six, mm. seven years old, you know?
0: Like, yeah. like one of the like, the biggest things in this Thing is, like, despite its meme status, the phrase, you have died of dysentery, never appears in the 1985 version of the Oregon Trail, which is the one Sam and Sadie would have been playing when they were a mm. child. So, like, she acknowledges, like, she's using inaccuracy sometimes. She never, I don't think she references the Pac Man thing, but I just,
1: it's <laughs> fun to, like, of course, mm. move that stuff around, like, but like, it's fun to, like, move things around, like, if you want that mm. kind of vibe still, like, those little inside jokes, sure, but like, mm-hmm. uh,
0: that's just incorrect. a
1: part of a game?
0: <laughs> Have you not played Pac-Man? Come on. Like,
1: it's... The fruits are just pretty. The power... The mm. big little blobs in the corners are what lets you kill the ghosts. Like, yeah. It's like, I would Again, say it's that like to Mario.
3: Mario's like a much more complicated game. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Right. Run and jump the game, whatever. Pac-Man is... Like, there's not a lot like, of things. Like, no. I could
1: probably make Pac-Man if I gave it a day or two.
3: I couldn't. It wouldn't I, be great. I, I, it
1: wouldn't be I, pretty. I, but, like, I could make it work. <laughs>
0: As someone who's tried to make a video game before, I couldn't do it. I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> C sharp? No, thank you.
1: No, I, my, <laughs> nah, it's a real, like, it's, like I said, it's a very minor nitpick thing, but it's just like, this is twice now in the book that he yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: said something inaccurate about video games, and
4: I was like, no, no, no. Hi, I'm Austin. Welcome to the Tea Break. Today, I'm drinking a pistacchio latte. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, you can join our Discord. Link is in the episode description. If you enjoy Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, I recommend watching AMC's series, Halt and Catch Fire. It covers a lot of the same things at the same time period. It covers games. So a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same stuff. It's really, really well-made. Acting is superb. Definitely give it a watch if you can. Um, so let's get back to the episode.
0: Can I make a comment? That's going to make everyone really uncomfortable for a hot second because yeah. I to Do something Dov said, I needed to find a coding language that made Dov come. Sorry, I'm going to move on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he was talking <laughs> about <laughs> in
5: his slide. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Wait, sorry. <laughs> I also have one more Dov thing. Okay, it's okay. a quote. It's just fine. silly. It. It's not. I accept okay. it. Uh, when he's like. Sadie, I can't fucking play this game when you're hovering over me. And she's like, okay, I'll stop. Dav had reached level 7, the world of ice and snow, where Ichigo first encounters Gomi Bako, the ghost monster who enslaves lost children. (laughs) Dove <laughs> Sadie is a lost child and you have enslaved her, you asshole.
0: <laughs> you l- literally tied her to a bed. End so yeah. To a bed, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I didn't pick up on that, but yeah. <laughs> it's so... I underlined it and said interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm
1: oh the other thing i really liked was uh sorry i have taken okay. over a little bit uh you're fine was like when sam was like trying to like help out said he and he like talked about his grandfather's philosophy like sam's grandfather had two core beliefs all things were knowable by anyone and anything was fixable if you took the time to figure out what was broken mm. i really like that yes.
2: i
5: like
0: I that a lot too. too that's such grandparent wisdom <laughs> the grandparents are the best characters also, except like, this is,
1: like during a time where things were a lot simpler, like you could mm-hmm. feasibly reverse engineer a lot of things. Like if I took apart yep. my PS Five right now, I would have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Yep.
0: But when things are more computer, mechanical,
1: yeah, yeah, it's a bit easier to figure out. Mm-hmm. For
2: mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Does uh, anyone have right. any <laughs>
0: other quotes?
3: Um, less on like, like overall quotes, and I uh, I did highlight a few of them though as quotes, uh, but I I did want to uh, appreciate. A lot of the like callbacks that kind of kept happening in these chapters. There was a lot of little like, um, hold on a second. Like, that moment is straight out of the Odyssey. And like, mm-hmm. Marx had them read the Odyssey ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, Sam falls down and goes, We should stop running into each other like this. He says to nobody. I, I don't know why yeah. I felt that. <laughs> I really felt that. <laughs>
1: um, I like that too. I have a fun quote about Marx hating Dove.
0: That's crazy. I would
1: love to hear it. Read it. <laughs> Marks could still smell him. The room felt murky and musky, oppressive with pine, patchouli, and cedar. It was, he felt, an aggressively male cologne, a roofie of a cologne. A
2: roofie <laughs> of a
1: cologne. <laughs> yes. like, who, else, who else could,
5: like, smell it?
0: And it yeah, feels right? Aggressive. Like, we yeah. all
5: know some not very nice person who just reeks of there, yeah.
0: cologne. Yeah. Too much of it. There was a, my, the job I worked before this one. I worked in the office, which God, why did I ever do that? But I worked in the office and there was this woman who would go into the bathroom and this was like a public restroom with like multiple stalls or whatever, and she would get ready for the day and she had the most horrific perfume. Like it just like it was so overpowering and so strong. And that smell, she would get ready in the morning, like right away. And that smell would be there for three days. Oh, God. And, like, I I wouldn't go to that bathroom for those three days. I'd be like, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to a different floor because I cannot handle that because it was just so overpowering. So I imagine it like that. That's exactly how I imagine it.
5: Absolutely.
0: Why? Why would you do that?
5: There is no reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're creating chemical warfare in the bathroom. Please stop.
1: (laughs) It reminds me of people, like, like, when high school males discover axe cologne for yeah, axe body spray oh, for the yeah. first time and they make that their entire personality somehow like
0: yeah
3: I love them to death but that was my best friend
5: yeah. <laughs> we all had one
3: he was also <laughs> so, like, a pyromaniac and literally set himself on fire because he wore that much axe <laughs> that cologne. much axe oh, no, I have that intentionally
1: oh. I have intentionally made fireballs using like axe body spray I believe higher. that
0: 100 percent I believe <laughs> that uh, so did he
1: <laughs> but like like, my high school, like, our locker room was, like, you had to, like, cover your mouth before you got in there. Like, the gross body sweat from you going to gym was more, like, more enjoyable than walking into that that locker room some days. (laughs) Oh, it's Mm -hmm. a
4: combination of the flavors
1: that made (laughs) that into the worst.
2: (laughs) Flavors, oh no.
1: Became a flavor, sort of. Can we talk about, like, sam literally working himself to bloody fingers taping banding those fingers up and then like no this is getting the way me typing they take off these bandages and i have a bloody keyboard
0: honestly
3: mood as someone (laughs) who's played a lot of guitar and played it for well over a decade i've done it fair i've absolutely bled my fingers and then just kind of kept going like (laughs) try to bandage them and you're like this doesn't work as well as i want to took them i i actually really felt that
0: (laughs) yeah or like for me it's like a sensory thing sometimes like sometimes the bandages just don't feel right on my hands and so Mm -hmm. it's like yes i know my hands are bleeding because i pick at my skin like a monster and i'm just like it's fine but also
1: how did mark's like not force him to get some lotion
0: maybe he doesn't like lotion like me Marks. No, let's, let's be real. Be parenting for Sam. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's be real. Me. Without the without Marks, these two would be dead. We would no. have no game, and they would be dead. He are Sam already passed out from malnutrition. Hmm. So like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about like how how Marks kept them fed. I was like, that's a cute thing. No, apparently it's real. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right.
1: Without them, they are too. They are two ADHD people who have hyperfixated too much.
0: They have hyperfixated to the max. <laughs> like, danger to their health. <laughs> thank God for Marks.
3: Truly, really? thank God for Marks. Hey, he never can have a villain arc in this. I, he's got to stay good the entire time.
0: <laughs> Spoilers. <clears throat> he's always a good. He's always the goodest boy. Yeah,
2: All right. Thank we got communism for God. the win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A I, uh,
0: <laughs> 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 I think Austin actually knows the word. That's
1: that uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> your face just straight face.
1: Also, in these chapters, we got uh, Sadie telling Sam that she loves him. That was cute. Yeah. 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 That was
0: cute. Yeah. But Sam <laughs> wouldn't say yeah. it back. My co- 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 I it too.
1: Oh. I can relate. He doesn't understand his emotions. He's a oh. dumb little idiot boy. Yeah, one of my little quotes
3: that I did was when, uh, so the first time, they're like, I know that makes you terribly uncomfortable to say stuff like that. And then she says it again later and he just responds terribly. And I (laughs) I absolutely adored that. So cute. It's amazing that they
4: don't understand the dynamic they have. And it's, I think, one of the most striking parts of this this part of all the things we Mm. read was the nurse noticing how familial (gasps) they were were and the love that they had. Even though Mm. all three of them don't even understand it completely, as well as Mm. that nurse did. Like, mm. i love that I know... little
0: narrative she was writing in her head <laughs> yeah. she's
4: like beautiful she she decided regrettably so amazing. that none of them were dating mm-hmm. yes. regrettably so. And i want there's a okay i have my own dog quote to connect to this okay. when he he said something to the effect of he said this to sadie that you don't know what love is or something unless it's your children or something like this. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I'll find holiday. it. I'll find right. it because uh, Cole it to right Okay. Uh, uh, read it then. But then like... that that nurse can see it like it just so easily. They, they, that person mm. doesn't know any of them. And, the, and even she could see that love and that familial sort of mm. thing. And Dab is so oblivious and can't see it at all. He doesn't know what it is what it's like to love any, really anybody i don't know uh, i don't know he
0: loves himself
4: I, yeah really. i guess. I, I don't you know,
1: even know a that's true. True.
0: yeah he is i think nurse. he does
1: uh but no yeah. this was like when sadie was worried about sam being missing and dov called her and he's like and she's saying like no i have to stay here in case he's like in case he comes back or whatever and, she, and he's uh he goes i forget how young you are you still at the age where you make where you mistake your friends and colleagues <laughs> for family She goes yes dov she said trying to hide her irritation when you have children you will you will you'll never be able to worry about a friend as much again it's like when yeah. you have children it's it's so creepy, really it's, up.
2: Yeah.
4: And it's not, not nothing also about like, that's true
5: yeah also like the language of i just i keep forgetting how young you are like shut the fuck Do you up. don't Why are you, you dating don't, her? you, you yeah, right kid? Like, oh, you child, like,
0: then leave her, then leave her, yes. and let life be better, please.
5: And let her love how she wants to love, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. What type of love do you think they have for each other, like Sadie and Sam specifically? Like, do you it, think it's a romantic love, or could it be, or do you think I it's think, something else?
1: I think Sadie loves Sam like a brother, I think Sam. Doesn't know his feelings, but I feel like he think. I feel like it's more romantic for Sam than it is for Sadie. Mm-hmm.
5: I can't really tell, honestly. I feel like maybe at first it might have been leaning that way, but now I'm not so sure. I feel like they're more on a similar level, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like it feels very like familial now.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I was worried for a little while that like. Sam was trying to pursue something romantic, and that was gonna like push Sadie away, and they were never really gonna have like a friendship. But like now, I'm convinced.
0: Mm. Yeah, there was a quote earlier. I don't have it pulled up about them saying, "Oh, I need to find it." Time out. I'm sorry. Um, but they were talking about, "Oh God, I have all of Austin's quotes in here too." No.
4: <laughs> oh The yeah, same. same okay. Oh
0: God. <laughs> Time out. You guys can talk while I find it. Sorry.
1: Just speaking of callbacks, when uh, Sadie first finds out that he's in the hospital, she's like, hey, I want to come see you. And Sam has that fun thing about, like, oh, the visiting, ender- visiting hours end at 9 and it's already 8.15. I doubt that leaves you enough time to get here. You get a community service timesheet together. Yeah, yeah. And
3: yeah. also, that one made me laugh, too, because like, it also really just showed how kind of they embarrassed kind of, sam was because like they even had time to stop by the liquor store and do all this mm-hmm, stuff and still yep. had a Yay. full 15 <laughs> minutes left like a
1: cab so you know that's fair that's time. fair they booked it still crazy they did yeah book
3: it. i can't and then she the let quote. them stay till
0: midnight i love i loved them so I loved much for them so much too
1: as someone who is a a child of a nurse i don't think she's supposed to do that
0: probably <laughs> not but you
3: know
4: i don't know she she was, was she was like the major the major kindest people
3: as the brother of a nurse, I probably shouldn't do a lot of things I do, like sleep three hours a night. But like, <laughs> not every night as I'm I'm a tired boy though. Anyway,
0: I found the quote.
3: Yeah, let's go.
0: perfect, perfect delay. So this is in part one, and it says, "Promise me we won't ever do this again." Sadie said, "Promise me that no matter what happens, no matter what dumb thing we supposedly perpetrate on each other." We won't ever go six years without talking to each other. Promise me you'll always forgive me, and I promise I'll always forgive you. These, of course, are the kinds of vows young people make comfortable make comfortable. Nope, young people feel comfortable making when they have no idea what life has in store for them.
3: Fast mm-hmm. forward. You ever don't call me again, I will murder you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, also then we find out that like when they're in their thirties, they don't they're not talking again too. Yeah. So.
2: Hmm.
5: Yeah, like I am, at first I was like excited for Sam's downfall because I was like, how is this man going to lose? But now I'm like, well, uh, now how how is this friendship going to be ruined and it's going to hurt Sadie and it's going to be really sad. <laughs> yeah.
4: Something romantic will happen, I guarantee it, between Sadie,
5: so? Mark,
4: or Sam. I, I don't know, I, I have a feeling.
0: I still ship Sadie and Mark's. So.
4: I still think the the way it best works
1: is that there's all behind there on
0: yeah, that would, that would be the best solution here. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might be a little ahead of their time though. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the really but like, the yeah.
1: <laughs> they all love each other enough. Just have them all day. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have quotes? Because I have a whole bunch of things I could go through. But um, I
4: the only thing is and I know Cole, I know you're like this too. You know I I noticed a lot of things that I related to in Sam at a lot of points in this part so many things it's crazy like mm-hmm. it was like little and some of the things were little things some of them were big mm-hmm. things but i was just like oh my god i've been there it was just it was really striking i don't know i can't i don't have any quotes i think i might have a mm-hmm. couple but I'll, i'd have to sort through all these but yeah that, no. it was just something that i noticed overall mm-hmm. uh yeah gabriel's oven
1: is very good at making the characters feel very very human yes very relatable yes to a fault at points because like i don't want to necessarily relate to somebody this much but
0: (laughs) you're like please don't make me look at myself this hard please go away i need that layer of fantasy to make me feel safe like you
1: there are are moments reading this book where it feels more like i'm at a therapy session and sam's just this character i've concocted in my head Mm -hmm. to justify all my shitty behavior
3: (laughs) (laughs) even like the little things there's that conversation that they had of like like uh, like, what, what if we left just, a, like, two minutes earlier, and then, like, maybe the body would have landed on us when they was having the flashlight? Yeah. Like, all the, like, what ifs and stuff. I was like, I do be talking like that sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. I relate yeah. to a lot of this. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I do think uh, Gabrielle is very good at, like, making characters feel real. He, like, we all hate Dov because he feels like such a real character. Yeah, and, feel- and, like,
2: to mm-hmm.
5: some extent, we all know a Dov or have... yeah. You know, around a dove mm-hmm. which is sad.
1: Like if this was some fantasy book where this is just like a overlord doing like almost comically but evil things, we wouldn't hate mm-hmm. him as much. It wouldn't be as visceral. But because this is like he feels like a real person, we all have real visceral reactions to him. Yeah.
5: The yeah. only reason I'm sad that this isn't a fantasy novel is because you can't they can't just like kill Dov off. You know, I I feel like it's it's easier in fantasy novels to kill off like (laughs) bad characters. It's the 90s. You can
1: get away with murder yet pretty pretty (laughs) easily still. (laughs) DNA evidence wasn't around then. I don't think. I don't know. That's a lie
4: probably. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I wouldn't be so sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to ask the group what. So Dov is kind of spearheading this thing with Ichigo now. Right. Mm -hmm. So he played the game and he wants to talk to Sam and Marks, apparently not Sadie, just Sam and Marks about the next steps of like getting their game out there. What do you. How do you guys feel about that? Him having such a big role in it.
4: He's entitled to it it. at this point, unfortunately.
0: Yes. yes.
5: Unfortunately, yeah. And And like, yeah, no doubt he's going to abuse that entitlement as yes. much as he possibly can like even when he said like we're gonna make so much money off of this like mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. that would be cool for like someone like sam and sadie and marks to say but like you know it's coming from a place of like you know
3: i'm imagine, gonna milk it imagine sam being like oh i could pay for all my medical bills <laughs> right that's not, that's not what the conversation's being right no. now
5: yeah
3: i'm also worried about it because like even just from the sake of pacing on the book um I did not expect the game to be done. Uh, hold on. Uh, 33% yeah. of the way through the book. <laughs>
2: right. I was
3: expecting this to be like a lot of the book. And for this to be a big conclusive thing, like 85, 90% in, we'll get some after stuff. In the- oh God, there's so much book left. And it's starting left. with Dov.
0: So yeah. So the next section is called Unfair Games. Do we have theories?
1: uh see my theory is that dov dies and that's i like it
0: i don't think that's unfair at all
1: you know know, (laughs) no, because i because they never got a chance to publish their game it's not everything else is like all these like uh you know interviews are just like actual like uh imaginations hallucinations (laughs) of these
0: characters (laughs) that is unfair you're able
1: to get their game out so they've just been imagining this all i i hate dov i want him dead i'm sorry i know
0: i know I know. I know
5: that they mentioned, like, in one of the, like, flash-forward interviews that Unfair Games is the name of their, like, company.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I am hoping that Dom did not come up with the name.
0: <laughs> I
1: See, like, they mentioned that, but, like, I thought their game was called, like, Run to Go Run, or is that just the, is the LLC separate from that's, the game company? So,
0: that's the initial LLC that they yeah. do, so that was before...
1: I don't know they enough about to know what the No, it's okay.
0: It's okay. <laughs> I think that is more like how the how it started. That's their original mm. business. That's how they were getting all like the tax breaks and stuff for each go. Mm. Whereas when they, you know, whatever unfair games is, I there guess publish
1: then. it. They, when they publish it, that to be under like a gaming company like uh, Bethesda mm-hmm. Games or something like, like that,
0: Riot. You need a you need an outward facing thing. You need way. a name
1: that ends with games to be a game company, I guess. Exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. Unless
1: you're riches of the coast, in which case you should be riches of the coast.
0: Yes. So, do we have? So we we know that there's so much left of this book. Any theories about where it's going to go?
4: I don't know. I think immediately rather than we,
0: Dov dying,
4: <laughs> I think immediately though <laughs> this. I mean, God, so much Dobb says is going to precipitate so much. This is going to make so much money. This game is so good. It, it's a good game. They will make money on it. They will get successful from this game. Interest will compete mostly from him and there's Marks and his. I mean, his all his money involved in that. These, you know these sort of quasi romantic relationships. There will be major conflict now. Um, the game is com- completed so early in this book, and that's for a reason. This, this is setting up the whole conflict now. Like a bigger conflict. So that's my, pretty, I don't know. Nothing specific, but that, mm-hmm, that's it. That's
2: okay. Yeah.
4: And like, as much as we've been seeing on him,
1: it is worth noting that like Dove was ecstatic over this game when he played it. Like, he was mm-hmm. insanely was impressed brilliant. by this game. He mm-hmm. did
5: like genuinely love it. And
1: mm-hmm. if that, and if an like, egotistical jackass like him likes it, it has to be a pretty fucking good game. And yeah, with right. how much work they spent on it, I can imagine mm-hmm. it being great. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to run into issues of like the kind of thing like what happens when you become rich or famous too quickly
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
5: definitely yeah.
1: especially when one of you is crippled
3: mm-hmm. and
1: the other two are by Sam's own words hot
3: <laughs> 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 true yeah. I, I just don't expect unfair games to be a a, uh, a name that's come out of like thin air as you're mm-hmm. talking about like that's what the gaming company might be named later or something there's going to be some shit that happens and then they'll be like, this is fitting.
2: Mm.
5: <laughs> and I hate
3: that. I hate it so much.
5: Thanks. I hate it.
0: I, I do want to say something else about Dov. Cause I know like we all love shitting on him and everything cause he fucking deserves it. But he is the only one here who has published a game. He is right. the only one here with that experience. And that is really valuable. To Sadie and Sam. I'm not saying it's impossible that they could have done it without him. It is. But his name being. His name being attached to it. You is know. the It's a big deal in the game industry. It's about the people you know. It's like that mm-hmm. in the indie industry right. So when you have the backing of someone. Who made this brilliant game Dead Sea. Behind this new game. As a producer. It gives them a lot more. Leverage I think. And that's important. Yeah.
3: I am curious how things go forward because as much as we like we love shitting on uh, Dov as well. I actually did like some of the things he was talking about like in the inter- one of the interviews later I was just like sure. we really need to like not discredit these two. Yes, the engine was involved only because it was helpful. Do not let mm-hmm. that be a factor like these two fucking rock.
4: That's I think a he huge
3: paraphrasing. It. Yeah. But, like I I I am happy to see that that is like a thing that is publicly being said mm, in right. some of these like later interviews. and He's a piece of shit, but he does have a weird sense of moral. Yeah, I, I'm, it, I'm hoping it's, it's not too than, awful yeah. too quickly, is basically what I'm right. saying.
0: Yeah, Accidentally based. I think part of the reason why Dov wants to be in a relationship with Sadie, though, is because she is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She is a good creator. She is passionate. And when you see someone who's passionate about the same things you are, it can be exciting, right? I mean, yeah. there's also the power play grossness. But, like, he he's excited and inspired by her, even though he shows it in such nasty, nasty ways. Like,
5: <laughs> right. And I think, like, just his nature is, like, you know, here's this really great, inspiring person. Like, can I mold them? Can mm-hmm. I use that to my advantage? Not in, like... Oh well, yes. In like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh, jeez, like in, like an
0: exploitative way, almost. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm,
5: I got you. But also n- not like somewhere towing mm-hmm. that line.
0: And I think something to note too is like it's been stated a few times that he has been working on Dead Sea too,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but we've heard nothing about that. Like what's happening with it? So you you can't help but think he's in a little bit of a lull with that. Like he's struggling. And, and so he sees like, his potential here, you well, know.
1: Especially since Dob does not seem like the type of guy who particularly wants to do sequels.
3: No. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even specify like, this is the last time I ever make a sequel? Mm-hmm. It sounds like, yeah, exactly what you're saying. That it's uh, not going the cleanest right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You think Sadie would want to make a sequel? With Sam? You <laughs> think so? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know. She seems
1: to have enjoyed this. They bonded a bit.
0: They did. They did.
1: I don't know if they thought that far.
0: I don't think they thought that far. I
1: think think they want to make a game and see where the game goes first.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Fair. Apparently to a game studio and it becomes wildly successful according to the interviews. I I do think that's an interesting like storytelling mechanism. Like showing that stuff so early. It's curious. But I think that's all I have from all the notes. I think we covered everything. Um, Anything else anyone want to add?
5: No, I feel pretty good.
3: I've <laughs> <laughs> so said he never wants to work on a sequel. Hopefully he never has a sequel to a shit marriage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. yeah. Will he ever even get divorced? Really? Let's be real.
2: I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: so next week we start part three on fair games and reading chapters one through four. So it's not the full entirety of part four, part three. Sorry. I can't read. Um, there's two chapters after that we'll be reading the next week, but Woo. Yeah. Mm. Cool, you gotta do the outro. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I give up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank
1: you all for listening. If you like <laughs> what we've been talking about, check out me and Mach's other podcast, Keepers of the Mosh Guild, where we discuss fantasy folklore uh, of your favorite characters and monsters and stuff. If you like and want to support us more directly, word of mouth is the best way to make small podcasts grow. Mm-hmm. Share it with friends, colleagues, co-workers, put it on your new uh your high school intercom morning announcements.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Put an ad
1: space in your local newspaper for us. Whatever you, you want to do. You put just you just
3: hear the high school like intercom <laughs> beep happen and mm-hmm. immediately followed by fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hi, hello.
1: Welcome to the AG Book Club Podcast.
3: <laughs> <Not Bob. laughs> Sorry, I'm distracting. Go. Oh, no, that's great.
1: Uh, yeah. Other than that, follow people on their socials. It's all in the episode description. We have a Discord. Check that out as well. Come say hi. Join us. Talk about the book. Talk about other books you're reading. Tell us what your New Year's resolutions are. Show it to your Ciao. friends. Show it to <laughs> your pets.
2: Ciao. Bye. Ciao.